Well, welcome to the Dublin Arsenal podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jonathan Giles, on Monday the 19th of February. On tonight's show, we'll be reviewing Saturday's 5 minute away trashing against bottom of the table, Burnley. And we'll also be looking ahead to our midweek game against SP Porto on Wednesday night and to our home game against Newcastle United uh, at 8pm. So, Anya Williamson, are you listening? So sit back and enjoy the show. On this week's show, I'm joined by my regular guests at this stage. Um, Carl Ozzy Osborne from the UK. How are you, Pat? How are you, mate? Not too bad, Pat. I'm also joined by Eamon. Who are you this week, Danley? Ah, evening, Jonathan. Evening, Carl. Evening, Craig. Don't have uh, an Indian curry tonight. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Grim the meal. Uh, makes me whole week. <laughs> it's great to see you. Happy as all always. Yeah, all good. All good. Um, I am very, very pleased after the weekend's events. Now I have to say, all good. <clears throat> and I'm also joined by Mr. Craig Sumbadance uh, Smith. <laughs> Hello, guys. How are we? Jonathan, thanks for having me on. No problem, Pat. Uh, fresh from uh, his trip from Bournemouth on Saturday. And a uh, nice away game to get in, Craig. Still recovering. He looks fresh-faced. Let's do all <laughs> my guests, as always. We start with the review from Saturday. So, as always, goals by Odegaard. A penalty by Saka. Another goal by Saka in the second half. Leandro Trossard and Kai Havertz. Gave us a 5 0 win uh, against Borley. Um, it leaves the second in the table with 55 points, two points off top of the table, Liverpool. Um, since January the 20th, since the restart or the reset, you could even say um, we've scored 21 goals and conceded two. It's five wins from five Premier League matches from the January start. Um, and as Liam Gardner said to us a couple of weeks ago, Eamon. He says, if you, could, if you could get five from five, we're going to be in the mix. Six from six, as he said, if we beat Newcastle, you could even be better. And who knows? Anything is possible now. Um, I was in work, sadly, for this one. But um, from the from what I saw, from the highlights, we really just controlled. The first goal was going to be important. We got that early. Um, a great move down the left. Martinelli into Odegaard. One touch to control it, one touch to hit it, and goal. Um, clear cut penalty on Trossard. Um, but I think Lukaya Saka is just getting this mental strength since that miss in the Euro 21 final. He's just he's, the confidence he has now stepping up to take penalties is just unbelievable. You know, you know he's just on a score now. In fairness, James Trafford, he went the right way. Well, he got a dust a hand on it, but it was just the power of the penalty. Took it in, you know, and the second goal was just you're just cracking, you know. It's is this place a really fault, isn't they? You know, like he's growing in confidence in every game, and under Arteta, he's just growing into a superstar. Um, Leandro Trossard, but his goal was cracking, but he just keeps getting better since January reset as well. And Havertz, as Aim says, week on week, he's just he's becoming an Arsenal player now. And what a finish! And another. After last week, six nil win, another five nil this week. We're not conceding goals, and we're getting the goal difference. I think it might be plus one. I think ahead of Liverpool, and we're going into Saturday night's game and Wednesday night's game full of confidence now. And I think 
aside from Liverpool, I think we're probably the most informed team ourselves in Europe, maybe even excluding Liverpool's. That's a big thing to say, you know, from, you know, I know we've joked about our Ted being a small time manager now, but what he's done is really quite incredible in the last two seasons, if anything. I'm going to go to Craig. He somehow snatched an away ticket. I don't know what he done last week for us. We won't go into that. He looks quite happy. Um, Craig, how did you see see the away? It looked a cracking atmosphere in the way end, but your overall view of the match? Yeah, a great day, Johnny. Um, <coughs> about the away ticket, all I'll say is just about who you know. That's all I'll say on that on that comment. Very <laughs> diplomatic answer for a play to <laughs> No, uh, no, super day. Um, Really good atmosphere in the pub beforehand. Um, Burnley's a good away day. It's a, it's a cricket club just at the back of the way sports club, which is which is a, a decent pub, you know, because it can, can kind of hold two or three thousand people with most of the fans kind of out the back of the cricket club. <clears throat> but um, no, look, you know, I was quite confident going into the game. Burnley have been a pretty poor this season. Uh, although I watched them last week against Burn, uh, Liverpool. And they actually performed decently in Anfield. Yeah. But um, I was happy enough with the line beforehand. I don't think he could have changed the team. Um, going back to the West Ham game, you know, 6 0. It'd be pretty hard to drop some uh, coming up to the Burnley game. But look, we, you know, we couldn't have went any better, really. Um, you know, we scored in the first six minutes, I think it was. You know, good finish. Um, I'm trying to remember now who got the first goal was the soccer. Oh, the guard. Odegaard, sorry, it was. It was a great finish from outside the box, yeah. <laughs> Odegaard, um, <laughs> I had plenty of beers there on Saturday, so I just trying to, you know. That cricket club is like a hammer in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting flashbacks, as you know. Um, but no, look, it, it, it's, it's kind of one of them games where it couldn't have went any better, you know. Um, yeah. To be a couple of goals up in the first half, um, you know, you couldn't have asked for better, really. I thought... Um, Trossard and Havertz had another very good game. You know, I think the tactic now is for them to kind of interchange between the two of them every few minutes where one of them's up front and one of them goes, goes to the left eight. I think that's kind of took teams by surprise uh, um, and they're not really expecting that, especially in the West Ham game and Burnley game. I don't think they had really any answers for it. Um, and then, um, you know, a great finish by Havertz. You know, he, he was brilliant at that. Uh, um, Again on the day, and Trossard, you know, took his finish well as well. I think Trossard probably could have had one or two more. I think he went through on goal, but he just got tackled the last second um, when he got through. But you know, I just think again, Trossard's been such a good sign. He signed this time last year, January, you know, and I just think since he's joined, he's been absolutely amazing. The amount of assists and goals he's had um, is outstanding. And I think I read a stat the other day. It's the only, I think, the only person that has. Um, a better goal and assist ratio. I think it's Fabregas and Van Persie, which, you know, to put Trotter up with them two is, is really good. I could be wrong on them two names there, but I'm pretty sure Fabregas is in, in there. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be fair off, Craig, yeah. Do you know, I think he's a goal and assist every 97 minutes, which is, you know, brilliant for a player. But, uh, and, and you know, Trotter doesn't even start every game, you know, he comes off the bench a lot, so that's saying something as well in itself. Um I think it was a really shrewd signing. Um, and like Eamon's mentioned a couple of you know, times over the last few weeks, I think Havertz is kind of coming into his own. I think we maybe have found a position for him, you know. Um, I don't know if you'd play him in every game, Lefty, but um, 
there's a lot of games definitely against the lesser clubs um, that you can play Havertz in that left eight role and you, you could come up with one of your goals but um, yeah I thought it was a you know a brilliant performance overall second half we just you know we, we kind of just stayed in second gear I thought that throughout the whole game really um, you know there wasn't really one player who was bursting their wallops off to kind of you know throughout the game um, because we're just so much better than Burnley. They're really poor side, Burnley. I know, I know companies trying to get them to play football, but um, I just don't think they have the quality. Do you know, I, I didn't really know many of the players in the team. Um, and that's very different to any of the Sean Dyche sides that you'd face over the years with Burnley. You know, you'd always get kind of Premier League veterans in, in their team. You know, they had Ashley Barnes, Tarkowski, Nick Pope and that kind of over the years playing for them, but they were very, very young squads. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not saying they're not a good football on side, but, you know, they outclassed everyone in the Championship last year and it just, they haven't really, hasn't really happened for them in the Premier League this year. Um, I think Prom Company probably is a good manager, but um, I think he's probably playing uh, the wrong tactics for the club kind of Burnley air because, uh, you know, Burnley, they're kind of, you know, they kind of remind you of Stoke going back to them all of a sudden, they're changing their philosophy, but uh, I reckon they'll probably go down. But um, yeah, look, I've, I've no complaints. Go Saturday, I thought it was a brilliant game. Um, sack it again, just go, go from strength to strength. And uh, Odegaard was, was exceptional. Um, can't really, I've not really faults, um, to be honest with you. Um, maybe the only fault is that uh, Cedric got on for 20 minutes. Yeah, like. Like I know when I go to games and Eamon and Ozzy are it's the same as ourselves. You just get a better view, an all-round view. You know of what the Teddy doesn't really show you. What did you make of Kai Havertz's game? Um, can you do you see him different since the first half of the season when you went to watch him? Do you see it a difference since the reset? Do you, do you see him as like the same as that last Monday? Is he? Do you think he's an Arsenal player now? The way we play and. Yeah, like, I definitely think he's improved. You know, I think when he first came in with the first kind of five or six games, he was probably trying too hard. You know, coming from Chelsea, he's under a little bit of pressure. Probably felt it himself that he needed to score a goal or two to kind of get the fans, you know, behind the, behind him. But um, I think maybe since he kind of came out of the team there in December for a few games and now he's come back into the team, he's kind of, he's definitely, he's definitely improved. Like I said, I mentioned him and Trossard, they kind of changed throughout the game where one of them went to the front, one of them went into the left eight role. And because we're so unpredictable, teams don't really know what to do against us, in my yeah. opinion. Um, you know, as we, we all mentioned at Christmas time, we were probably a lot, you know, very predictable, sideway passing. We couldn't create anything um, towards the, the end of December there. But, you know, since the, 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 the boy break, we've obviously worked on that um, over there a lot. And uh, you know, it's 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 showing now. You know, twenty one games, twenty one goals in the last five games. So, um, look, you know, it's not going to go on for the next ten games. We're winning five or six nil. Although I hope it does, but um, it just shows how good you know Arteta is tactically. That uh, yeah, you know, we were struggling towards the season, and and you know, the, obviously the changes he he's made has made us improve. Um, but look, there's no doubt in the quality of the Arsenal team. It's just it is very difficult when a team, when you know any team, kind of just sits back against you. But um, to be fair to Burnley, they're not really a kind of you know 
backs of the wall sitting kind of 10 yeah. behind the ball team. So, um, you know, they, their tactics kind of suited us, I think, um, on Saturday. So I think, um, you know, you'll, you'll face a lot tougher defences and um, 10 men behind the ball, maybe, you know, um, throughout towards the end of the season because there'll be a lot of teams scrapping to trying to stay in the league, you know. Um, but yeah, look, Burnley kind of just played very open and, you know, played into our hands, really. Yeah, with no disrespect to Burnley before I come on to Eamon, it's probably a championship team like Sheffield United in the Premier League, sadly, you know, they just didn't strengthen the right areas and you know, they probably will keep company, you know, they, they seem as they probably... Like I, I, I wouldn't say they didn't track the wrong areas, Johnny, I just, I think that, you know, they obviously have a philosophy now, Burnley, of buying young. I think majority of the players they bought were under 23 in the yeah. summer. I feel like, you feel like what we did two or three years ago, you know. Yeah, you but, um, yeah. They probably will go back down, whether the company will stay there or whether they get sacked, or I don't know. But um, they, they probably will come back straight, straight back up because they've, they've these decent players, but just a jump from the Championship to the Premier League is it's very high. Yeah, and to be honest, when I watched Bournemouth in the Championship last year, they were hammering teams, what we were doing now, you know, they were beating them 4 or 5 nil and going mm. in with that same... You know, you get you do get cut out very quickly, and it probably I say Sheffield United and Burnley are probably gone, but um, you have to give it to company suck it suck to his ways, yeah. But um, yeah. on to you, Eamon. Um, that's our third away win now, in since the reset in January. Um, and when we go go ahead now, you don't really see us losing from that position. What did you make of the game on Saturday yourself? First of all, on Burnley, I think what Burnley are doing is they're looking at their future. That they didn't buy a whole pile of people they could they couldn't afford when they came up, and that the, with the parachute payments and the way they work, they'll still play their football. They may well go down. They'll have a young, good squad, and if they come back up a second time, they'll be much more adaptable to the Premier League. I think that's what's happening there, and they have a young coach, so I think they're okay. Yeah. Um, and Craig said, you know, quite rightly, um, it's not in their DNA under the present manager to kind of set up as low. They actually set up very low at the, the Emirates, if you remember. Yeah. They ran out of gas then. This time, they actually went 4 far 2 against us. And they actually tried a bit of physical with us uh, early, early on. Um, but you know what? This Arsenal team doesn't mind the physical. We're no. okay with that. That's one major change over the last few years. Yeah. Because um, Arteta himself, as a player, um, he was a dainty player, but he knew how to look after himself. You know? Um, so the, the physical stuff wasn't a worry. And the funny thing is, they were playing far at the back. We actually decided to play 3 2 5. Like, we didn't. I, I, I don't get all this left eight stuff. What the hell is a left eight? What is a left eight? <laughs> like, you, a few years ago, it was all about defensive mid. What is a defensive mid? A, defen a midfielder is a fella who, when he hasn't got the ball, tries to get back into a defensive position to win it. And when he has got the ball, he tries to move it forward. That's what a midfielder is. Midfield. <clears throat> This left eight stuff does my absolute head in. And by the way, Kai Havertz hasn't been playing left eight. He's playing everywhere. Right? If you look at the way 
we did what we did against them was they had four at the back and we had five on top but we only really had two and the two were Havertz and Trossard and they were actually going around like a whirlpool there was no left eye or left right or centre forward there was nothing what they were doing was they were just causing havoc it was like a plunger going into a sink they were causing havoc Burnley didn't know where to pick them up and they were getting balls all over. And that's before you even mention Odegaard, who painted the entire game from start to finish. And then Saka and Martinelli. It's no wonder we won 5-0. Because, as I said, Burnley played four at the back. We played nominally two forward players, but really five. And we absolutely tortured them. It could have been 10. It could have yeah. been 10. You know? It, it, it wouldn't have been... So... I just want to touch on um, Kai Havertz for a minute. To me, as I said, I'm, I'm, uh, by the way, Craig, when I talk about left eight, I'm not having a go at your comment. I see it on the on the, on the the treads and I see it everywhere. Yeah. I don't know what a left eight is. Okay, Kai Havertz played as a wall because we now sent the forward. He didn't play centre forward. But what he did was he got into channels <clears throat> and gaps the whole time. But he's a brilliant man to play a pass to and get a pass back from or move it on quickly. Mm. I thought he was absolutely outstanding on uh, on Saturday. And he his form came up in November. He was he, he was our player in the month of November. And then we all had a dip in December. But that guy, I'm telling you one thing. 65 million quid, a bargain, an absolute bargain, right? What he reminds me, not the same type of player, but his start with the Arsenal remind, reminds me of Robert Perez. Couldn't quite adapt until about six months when in his head it all clicked. It's a different type of player than Perez. Perez is one of the most elegant players you'll ever see. But it's actually adapted in Coy Havertz's intelligent brain, what he's doing. The other thing I want to mention again, David Raya, although he was, he was under no pressure, but his distribution was unbelievable. And I go back to the meltdowns that Havertz was a waste of money when we could have got Carlos kick a ball, um, and Raya is not an upgrade in Ramsdale. Once and for all, we need to agree, Raya was the goalkeeper that the manager wanted before we got Aaron Ramsdale. I love Aaron Ramsdale. But he is a better option. His distribution is snappier, more accurate, quicker. He's, and you can see now he's got the number one. Number one it might be number one on his back, but he's got, he's got the number one. He's connected with the fans, all of that type of stuff. Ben White, well, what's the story with him? He's now becomes Inchenko on the other side of the pitch. Kivior, um. He's kind of got of a barnet like you, Craig. It's 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 a, it's it's impressive. I'll tell you one thing: people call him for Kieran Tierney to come back. Kivior is Kieran Tierney that doesn't get injured. He's a no-nonsense left-sided <laughs> defender. There's a bit of the devil in him. He can't do what Zinchenko does. And over myself and Carl's favourite old buddy Benny White then comes in. <laughs> And shows what a good footballer he is. So look, um, it could have been would you, ten. Would you stick with QVR on Wednesday? I'll play QVR any day that he's that we need to play. No, but if Sinchenko's back fit, would you what would you do? 
Well, I don't, I don't know. I'll ring Mickey and see what he wants to do because he's in charge <laughs> of the team. But <laughs> I don't know. Is it, like Zinchenko has to be managed. Zinchenko's body is not up to plan. So maybe with a game against Newcastle the weekend, I'd probably stay with Kibior. Yeah. You know? Um, we'll talk about that when we talk about Porto. Uh, yeah. So just a couple of other quick points before Carl comes in. Um, the, the, the first goal that we got, Martinelli's final ball was absolutely unbelievable. Watch it again. It's off the outside of his foot, not going across the box like he normally does, spotted out of guard. It was an absolute peach. These are things that the manager works on. Everybody was saying Martinelli's final ball could be a bit better. What does he do? Um, and I think just uh, Bukayo Saka, and I don't like inflating or being sensationalist, is only behind Kylian Mbappe as an attacking player in world football. That's all I'd say. He's an incredible force of nature. He is absolutely incredible. Um, and I suppose the last thing, we didn't celebrate that wildly and all of that type of stuff, but if Liverpool or City did that to the opposition, as it does, everybody said, well, Bournemouth were terrible. But Liverpool or City that do that and say, well, they're being professional. Shows you how ruthless they are. That's the way champions need to be. We were absolutely ruthless. Our first four shots on target were goals. You know? Yeah, that's, so, that's, um, that's an incredible stat, that Eamon. Yeah, first <laughs> You know, so look, um, Arsenal looked to me like a team. Maybe we've, we might fall short this year. Maybe. But we look like a team. People say we had a bit of a dip from last year. We're, we are still on the way up. We're much more solid, much stronger. We were much more exciting last year because nobody expected it. We were like a firecracker of Halloween gone off, you know. This year it's different. And if we can add another one or two players to that team or three squad players in the summer, we are going to be a serious proposition for four or five seasons, you know. And yeah, um, we have a chance this year, and I'm not writing that off. I'm just saying that if it comes up short, if you look at what we're doing now, you know, it's serious stuff now, you know? Yeah. Um, I have to say, before I come on to Carl, I know you've been waiting a while, Carl, that result, the Man City and Chelsea result was massive. That draw really dragged City, you know, that game in hand they have now really means nothing now, <clears throat> you know? So, um, that's going to be an interesting meeting on March 31st, you know? Um, I, I still think it's, I still think, you know, we all know City can just make you, as Craig said at the start, they can just win 10 games in a row just like that, you know. But I said it at the start, I, I, I think since they've won that treble last year, they're not the same. They've lost key players. They're not the same at the back, Jonathan, for sure. No. Yeah. Uh, I, I just see something there. I don't know what to use. They just don't see in that. I don't know if you could say hunger, but, you know, if you compare us to them, you can see the difference, you know, where... Hold on, hold on. I, I, I watched them in recent weeks and yeah. they, were an absolute, they were a frightening prospect to look at. Yeah. But yeah. they're not as strong as, at the back as they were. And, um, do you know what it is? 
Do you think Eamon's ready for cutting across? Kevin is hitting 32 and one day he's going to go to the well and it's not going to be there. Do you think we're, we're a team, 25 and 6 year olds, you know? Yeah, it's true, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, to find it, the older he's getting, the better he's getting now, isn't it? But yeah, it will eventually. No, no yeah. he's not. No, he's not he's getting better. Well, I take no, he's not getting better. No, Jonathan, you see, that's rubbish. No, he's world class. What you'll find is that he does really, really great things on, on the eye, but less often. As you get older, that's what happens. Yeah, it was kind of like ourselves on this five-a-side pitch. I've done it less. <laughs> I've done more drinking than I've done playing. Yeah, so I have to say, I'll take a quote out of Carl's book. It was more Merlot than Perlo, and you're right. <laughs> Johnny, would you put, would you put a bit in for the Brian? Johnny. Yeah, if he became available, I would, yeah. Yeah. He'll never leave City, so sadly, that's that kind of thing. Um, I'd probably sign you, Craig, to be honest, you know. Um, yeah, it could be in goal. <laughs> can, 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 I, can I ground this conversation by saying my take on, on Saturday is like we absolutely mullered them and mullered West Ham the week before that's what we are now yeah. we have the machinery to do this to teams I mean I think I said before Christmas when we were um, having a bit of a submarine moment I'll call it um, on the tread one of these th days, we're going to put seven or eight up on a team. And the last two weeks, we could have. Yeah. You know? You've hit it on the nail, I mean, yeah. And we're a really recognised striker as well. You know, it's coming from the goals are coming from all over, yeah. Um, Ozzy, you've been waiting a while. Um, it's five and five now, as I said at the start. How impressed were you with the performance on Saturday? Yeah, I've, you know, I've been allowed to cover quite a lot of ground there. And to be honest, a lot of points I was going to say. But, you know, but what impressed me with Burnley is. Um, they they set up to come and intimidate us within the first five minutes. The crowd crowd sounded good. I don't know what it was like there, Craig. You sounded good on TV. You probably told me, but the first five minutes they say sort of set the stall up, and, and and within those five minutes we shut them up basically, and 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 that really um, for me because they, they were quite quite physical early on, and and like Eamon's quite rightly said, we've we're a different sort of team now, and actually you're making the comparisons to Man City about the defence, and you look at Stones and Nathan Ake and the sort of defence they've got. I look across the Arsenal back four, I've got the team in front of me now. And um, Gabriel Saliba, Ben White, and and, and Kiwara as well. You know, I, I don't see. You know, there's not many Man City players that will get in that defence, in my opinion. Um, looking at that, because I think Saliba and Gabriel this season have been nothing short of world class. I think um, it's fair to say. Do you reckon it's the best defence in the league, has he? I would say so. Yeah, yeah. Left back, obviously, with Zinchenko or Kiwara, but at the moment, you know. Um, Gabriel, Saliba, Ben White. Yeah, I'd, I'd say them three for yeah. me in the best best defense in the league. Um, and and they've just been they've just been unbelievable. It's not just how good they are individually, but it's how good they work as a team as well. I think that's really really good 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 to see. And and, and sort of Jacobs came in at left left back. And and like you, a very interesting question you said about Porto. Uh, would you play him in Porto? I know we we'll go on to that later, but I think Zinchenko. Mm. Um, I think he's a safer pair of hands away from home, if I'm honest, defensively. Um, but but we'll, we'll see how that pans out when you watch him make a mistake on Wednesday. Now I've said that. <laughs> what was different with this? What was different with this game as well was um, 
the possession in the similar games of, of Palace 5 0 and the West Ham 6 0. We actually let them have the ball early on, first half. We had let them have the ball more and then pressed them. And then, when, and, and then we were, once we got the ball back, we absolutely terrorised them. And I think that was one thing I noticed different for the West Ham game where that we basically held the ball for pretty much 90 minutes. This, this, this game, we, we did let them have it a bit. And I think that's because we, we was quite, whether that was a tactic, I don't know. But we just seemed to be, like Damon said, switching it up. That um that that whole uh Havert, Trossard, Martinelli, Saka, Odegaard and, and, and Rice to sit there in, in in the middle and Declan Rice playing right forty one um position. Sorry, that's a bad joke. That's a bad joke. I was taking left 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 eight joke there, Eamon. Right forty one. Get it. <laughs> um but anyway, but um, but yeah, so sorry for bad joke there. But yeah, no, it's um with uh what I, what I did notice as well with the first goal as well, Odegaard. That 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 finished. I think over the past couple of weeks, I've been saying that confidence Odegaard's had in front of goal, taking that time, taking that extra touch, taking that extra second. He didn't do it then, and and that's what he's capable of, and that's showing the confidence of the team. He's been an, he's been an amazing player Odegaard last couple of games, but in front of goal, he's had that. There's there, there some confidence. There must have been some confidence issue. Just taking that extra second, he didn't hesitate once with that shot. And what a, what a finish it was! A typical load of guard. So I hope that starts to see that part mm-hmm. of his game coming back now, um, because every every part of the game's been world class as well. Um, sort of on my notes, notes that you haven't covered. Sort of Trossard looking like a man possessed in front of goal. He really wanted that goal, didn't he? Um, and I think I think you can see with him, and that's the difference I was saying about. Why I'm saying this now, Odegaard, he took that shot first time, full of confidence. I think Trossard looks like a, like a man under pressure a bit because he's trying to keep his place because Jesus is going to be fit again soon. And I think he just snatched at a few. When cause we know Trossard's a good finisher, we know he can hit the ball, but he, he showed a bit of pressure. But he got his goal, and you could see how much that meant to him. Um, and, and I think Trossard's came in and 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 I've said this, and I know it's opinions of other Arsenal fans, but Trossard was always a great impact sub but didn't really, for me, show up that much when he started the game. And that must be, that you know, he, he must be reading that and hearing that. And and, and I think he, he really wants to play in this team. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you can see that. Um, and, and That's think- why he's going to go into a school, Carl. And to be 16 dead, he has that look about him, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does. He, he does. go into a garage any day. And uh, oh, he looks so, he, he was a lovely lad. Was Trossard, you know, with the 16 dead, you know, he has that mad look about him, you know. That's why I always worry when he does this. Who's his, who's yeah, he yeah. looking for? You know, you looking for Johnny. Well, you never find him in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I can't like, get a fucking ticket for a match. That's why you slow. <laughs> you only need to ask, my friend. <laughs> So, so yeah, going back to sorry for being rudely interrupted. That's all right, Macy. Don't worry. Um, just, <laughs> just, just, just one thing about like I know Kai Havertz. We've we've mentioned him quite a lot, and I think last time I was on the pod with you, Craig, me and you both agreed that we didn't know what he was. Yeah. And and, and after this game, you know, I was having, I was on a walk and I was thinking about thinking about Kai Havertz and what he's done of late because he's been he's been amazing of late. And I look at that sixty million price tag, and we I think we you can't help but judge a player on sixty million, but. For yeah. me, is the ultimate utility player. I can, I personally think I can see what he's done now because you've got a player there that can terrorise that back four of Burnley by playing in all different positions, but not just any game. He can play up front. He can play, 
if you want to say left midfield, uh, right midfield. He can play on the wing. He can play, but he's a, he's a quality player and he can play in all those positions. And I think where Arsenal were in the transfer market when they signed him, I think if Arsenal had had 200 million, 300 million burning in the bank that they could spend without worrying about financial fair play, they could have brought an individual player for each one of those positions. Mm-hmm. But I think they looked at Kai Havertz and went, this guy brings utility. He can do four jobs. He can do four jobs. And they've looked at yeah, that and yeah, they've gone, yeah. we've only got 60 million left to spend. We've had to get David Rayer on the K's catalogue, you know, 20, 20p a week for for, for a thousand weeks. You know, Brain chill stumps. Yeah. You know, but that, and that's, that's the way I look at it. Like Kai Havertz for me, it sort, of, it sort of dawned on me after this game that, you know, you've got the best, you've got a great utility player and is a player there that not many managers have got a song out of. But Arteta has. And I'm watching clips from Chelsea podcasts having a meltdown because he's now a worldie and Kai Havertz, we shouldn't have let him go. And, and Arteta's getting well, a right tune. They got Modric, though. They got Modric. But, you know, but he's, you know, music's my ears listening to that. But that's, that's my personal opinion on him. It's like, I think I've put on my show notes, like, you know, it's like buying three 35 million players. Carl. 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 I need to stop you there. Are you watching them Chelsea podcasts on the slow, are you? Well, you know, you know, only when, only, only when they don't win. That sounds a bit like CFTV to me. <laughs> Robbie, are you listening watch... from AFTV? We don't, we don't want to watch them, my fits. Right, but, um, but yeah. Ozzy, so... just quick one for you, though. Do you, I, I agree completely with everything you're saying about Havertz, right? But my still my question mark, I still have a question mark, you might think I'm mad, in some of the big games. If it was Champions League final tomorrow, I just feel like maybe I feel a bit more. Champions League final. He's got the winner, Craig. Let, let me finish. Let me finish. No, no, no. no, no, no. Just, I've just finished you. He's got the winner of no. Champions League final. I, what I was saying is that if it was Champions League final tomorrow, I'd be more comfortable with Jorginho playing to the Havertz. Would I play Jorginho or Havertz? Would you feel more comfortable with Roger Jorginho in instead of him? Yes. Well, if you're playing if you're playing defensive mid, if you're playing defensive mid, I'd have Jorginho in there every day of the week. But but if you're playing if you're playing in midfield advanced and we're playing a tactic, you know, it just shows how tactically astute Arteta is. We're setting up differently against different teams. And if you exactly. need a player that's going to cause you havoc between the final third, or or, or actually putting a shift and put a tackle in and a bit of physical presence in the middle, then Havertz is your man. But but Jorginho's a different player. He, Jorginho will sit there and he'll just spray the ball about. He'll organise everything. He won't make any. He, he won't do anything flash. He will just sit there and control the game from midfield. Now Jorginho would worry me in the Champions League final because can he do that against the top opposition? I'd rather see someone like Declan Rice sitting in that position and then playing Odegaard and Havertz in front of them, personally, if I was in Champions League final, I'd definitely. But we're all talking ifs and buts here. But Havertz, for me, is is one of these players, like I say, we, we didn't know what he was, but he's a utility player. And he's a player that can play three or four positions and, and he can do it within a match as well. And you watch him come on. You say about big... I've got one point to make on this, Eamon. Sorry, mate. But you say about big games, you say about big games right? Let's remember Man City, Tommy Asu flying at the pitch, went to Havertz, Havertz laid the ball off, and, and, and there was a goal there, wasn't there? Yeah. But didn't he not? Didn't he play striker down games? But, but, but what I'm saying is it's just his presence, you know. He was he was he was he was crucial in that goal against Man City and they brought him and Tommy on. 
and and you, you know on, on to do that and that's what they did he, he played in midfield he caused to have it in that final third and his presence alone you know we've got we've got to give we've got to give this guy the credit for what he's been doing that he's played in three or four positions sorry Amy. Let, let me tell you something apart from Bukayo Saka Kai Havertz has been our best player for the last two months and anybody with a pair of eyes can see them if you're at the game if you look at what he's doing in terms of moving the opposition around and you say Craig you worry at home and teams set up defensively against us. That's exactly what he's doing. He's moving teams around. He's a, he's a really intelligent boy, right? And I tell you now, I struggled September, October, but I saw something in November. I said, actually, I can see what he's doing. You can't say he's this, but Card is absolutely spot on. He's a utility player. And a utility player makes him sound like something that you throw... A bottle of Mr. Muscle down, you know, like a drain pipe. That, that is no use. A utility player is very useful. I think you're spot on, Carl. For the 60-odd million we had left, because we had to get Declan, you know, mm. we've got a player who is so intelligent, he can do several things, right? Um, and yes, I would trust him in a big game, as Chelsea did when he scored the winner. Um, but the other thing I wanted to say that I missed was... Um, because we went kind of 3-2-5 because our manager is actually um, tactically smart and learns and gets things wrong but learns what but Amy's not a big name manager according to Johnny well no, but what, what he did was what he did was by playing 5 in a very advanced position he left the whole centre of the park for Martin Odegaard who was like Mozart, right? I knew that Declan Rice was, a, you know, was, was right behind him doing what Declan does. So yeah. he actually, he stretched the spaces available for the team. And it was really, really impressive. I have to say, it was, tactically, we were very, very good on, on Saturday. Yeah. Albeit against a poor team, that's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but would Fulham be that much better than Burnley? You know, like we turned West Ham by six when we couldn't beat them at the Emirates. We're just on a different page now, you know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's yeah, the uh, that the damn couple of weeks off have been vital to us, though. You know, since uh, we haven't put a foot wrong, you know, I think that's what we needed. You know, we did need that reset. You know, and you know, it's, yeah, it's there to dream, but. You need to keep level-headed because this is what happened last season. We all got carried away. No, no, this is not what happened last season, Jonathan. This is absolutely not what happened last season. And if you think that, you need to really seriously think again. Last season, we came out it with a fire crack. Happen again. Oh, no, Jonathan, listen now. That's, last season, we, we came out... All I can hear is a squeak. <laughs> you need to get your, you need to get your stuff up, right? Last week, we came out... Last season, we came up like a firecracker that nobody expected. I'm still hearing your voice. Last season, we came up like a firecracker that nobody expected. Nobody expected including ourselves and we were exciting and we kind of fizzled out this season is not like that <laughs> this season we started off slow sluggish more controlled okay then two games at the end of december hurt us in terms of points 
because we really should be leading the league by four or five points now. But we're yeah. in a different zone now than we were this time you last know, year. I'm telling you, you know. Time will tell, I suppose. You know, uh, five wins out of five isn't too bad. Um, I don't want to come to your man of the matches, lad. Lads, um, I start with you, Craig. Man of the match. Um, uh, look, I, I probably between uh, Odegaard and Havertz, but I think I've picked Odegaard a lot of times before, so I think I'll give it to Havertz because I thought, he, as we mentioned throughout the pod, that uh, you know, um. The way he moved Burnley around for the whole game, and his goal was, you know, unbelievable. So uh, I'd go with um, Havertz this time. Although Odegaard was followed closely behind as he kind of dictated the whole game. Yeah, probably go with Martin Odegaard. Yeah, so that, as Eamon says, the last few games he's just been unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ozzy, you're a man of the match. Yeah, I'm going to go with Odegaard. I know I said a lot about Havertz, but Odegaard just for me, just just because he got that goal and it, the yeah. way he's played last few games, that was the icing on the cake for him. So uh, great to see him back scoring goals, and I hope he carries on. So Odegaard for me. Um, Eamon, you're uh, man of the match. I'm going to go with Craig on this one. I'm going to go with Havertz. I thought he was the most influential player on the game, and I'll tell you why, because the this what him and Trossard did allowed the space for Odegaard to be as good as he is. Odegaard, Odegaard's a, a magician, a beautiful player, lovely player. But I think um, I think Havertz was the guy who affected the game most by doing what he did. Uh, he also had, um, he had a hand in, um, in four of the five goals, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to give it to Kai Havertz. The only thing I'd say about him is he shouldn't do this. Because I've noticed... <laughs> I've noticed his ears are very big. He's like Spock. <laughs> can, can we just have a subtle nod to uh, Ben White and his uh, antics on corners as well? Because I absolutely yeah. love yeah. watching him on the corners. Um, Did you see for the whole game, Burnley had a tactic to put a player on Ben White? They wouldn't leave him, for, they wouldn't leave him free because they didn't want Ben White to, to yeah. start pushing their keeper. So yeah. that <laughs> might be a tactic now going forward. But yeah, probably. Yeah. Set piece boys, we'd be doing excellent all season, yeah. Yeah. Another weapon in the armory, which is nice to see, yeah. Um uh, we move on to uh the Champions League uh, last sixteen uh fourth leg uh this coming Wednesday against FC Porto away. Um you shouldn't shouldn't really be much, you know, we should be seeing this over two legs say with the former in, we should be dispatching them, if not away, definitely at home. Um we lose their best players year on year. Um I was ho- uh, like I'd like Nicholas Bandner to come back for the second leg of the hat trick. <laughs> um no you you can only see a win here but uh, I know Eamon is slicking his chops there. Um, how do you see the game going on Wednesday, Eamon? That shepherd's pie well, is cooking nice. The first nice. thing I'm going to say is Porto weren't very sporting. Um, no. Um, <laughs> 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 you, see, you see, it's a totally different. It's a totally different competition and a totally different mindset. Now, I looked at the Portuguese league. Uh, Porto were kind of nestled in behind uh, Benfica and the aforementioned Sporting. They don't score many goals and they don't concede many goals. So that'll tell you something, right? So any notion of us going over to, you know, 
dazzle them. That's not going to happen. It's going to be a tight game. It's going to be cagey. Um, it'll be a different pace game that's played in the Premiership. The Premiership is played at a different pace than all football, right? So it's got, like anybody who plays Arsenal to go out and play, play as if they're playing against Burnley, it's not going to happen, right? Secondly, yeah. um, uh, you know, we've struggled with uh, Portuguese op- opposition in the past. Um, mm. I think we can go over there and do okay. And uh, doing okay to me would be a slender win or a draw, and I'd be okay. Get them back to London. And looking at their group, um, they won all four games except the two against Barcelona, and Barcelona are absolutely brutal. Yeah. They are. Barcelona are yeah. yeah. I, I think, do you know what? It's strange that Barcelona beat them home and away, but I think Barcelona would be an easier tie than Porto. The only bet Porto by, by the odd goal over the two, in the two games, you know? Who? Barcelona. I think the only bet well, Barcelona Porto, shit. Barcelona absolutely shit. You'd expect Porto to go at us on Wednesday. I think, because I, I think if, Porto if we, will do more. At, I think if we take them back at the Emirates, we'll batter them. You know, so, um, yeah, I can only see us gliding through to the next round. But saying that, everything could go worse up and her head will be sacked by March. But anyway, um, Craig, um, you're licking your lips there. I don't know whether it's for a Zumba dancing or what, but um, how do you see Wednesday going? <laughs> yeah, look... <laughs> You know, as as Eamon mentioned there, it's it's uh, there's no easy tie in Europe, you know, and it's a totally different uh, game to the one that we played against Borne on the weekends. You know, like Porto are toward in the Portuguese league. I think they're only, as Eamon mentioned, behind by five or six points, I think, from the top spot. Um, you know, it looks like their team their day to kind of see, you know, what kind of squad they have. You know, we have Pepe there, who's probably about 67 at this stage. Yeah. Um, you know, they've never. <laughs> yeah, but Craig, I, I spoke. I remember talking to Terry Venables before about Pepe, and he said, "He's got fight, <laughs> and he's got an head, and he can go high and loud and here and there." <laughs> you are know? very <laughs> evil. That, that was Pele, not Pepe. <laughs> yeah, Pele. Sorry, I've got an ear and eye, mate. <laughs> it's that for Moretti. <laughs> no, but they've another um they've another decent winger. Um he plays in the number ten role. I can't really like, like me think of him. And actually, do you know what? His name is actually Pepe as well. He's yeah. um he, yeah. he's a tricky winger. Um I think there's actually links to us of looking into him um uh, last year, but um I think he's probably their best player. They have another striker called uh, Taremi, yeah, who's um, Iranian, Iranian yeah. international. He seems to score a lot, but I think he's injured for this game. Um, you know, look, I think he probably go with the same team as Saturday. Yeah. Maybe Zinchenko comes back in for Kivior. I'm not sure how fit Zinchenko is. Uh, there's rumours that Fier and Party could be in the squad as well, albeit they're probably on the bench. But look, we need players back, you know, the, the bench is looking thin. Um, we haven't really needed in the last few games, which, is, which has been good. But, uh, yeah, I agree with Aim. I take, I take a 1-0 now or, you know, a 1-0. Yeah, uh, because I think, I, think, I, think, I think we could definitely have to beat them in, in London. But, uh, you know, look, Arteta has, um, has struggled in Europe before, you know. I'll, I'll be at Europa League and that. Um, so, look, you know, hopefully uh, we're a full team and strong team out. Um, all goes to plan. But, uh 
look, this is where, you know, we fell a fast start last year in Europe, remember? Salido got injured, so I'm hoping for a lot better this year. Yeah, you can only expect, um, hopefully, a victory on Wednesday. But coming to you, uh, Ozzy, for your prediction, um, anyone that makes the last 16 in the Champions League, you have to, you know, they're fairly decent, you know, and they're in a tough group as their own, as we mentioned with Barcelona in the group. I think Shaskardinesque nearly missed out, I think, on second spot. I think it was the last game that got the portal through, I think. But uh, I know their coach is fancy, so, and he used to play for them, and he was a decent player, and seems to be a decent manager as well over the last few seasons for them. Um, what would your prediction be for Wednesday? Let's just look at everyone. Everyone's gone. Everyone's gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did, yeah, no. That bad, does he? Sorry. <laughs> I am. Um, sorry, stop the dog. Sorry. Yeah. Don't talk about your mistakes. Just think it's got to be. Um, yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be tight. I think. I think it's going to be a lot tighter than we think it's going to be. Um, yeah. You know, you know, I think it's. Uh, they've got quite a young side. They've got quite a young side. They're not. That you know, apart from Pepe, who, who like Craig Craig says, rightfully sixty-seven, but he is held up by. <laughs> 10 fairly young players um, and they've got, you know, early, early 20s, similar sort of... Uh... There's one thing as well, as he, sorry for coming across it, Pepe at the back, he can be a red card waiting to happen. You yeah, know? and that's yeah. what's going to be interesting, seeing him yeah. against the likes of Martinelli, Saka. Yeah. We, if we Pace, exploit yeah. him, yeah. him, but then, but then the centre-half have played alongside him at the weekend, Octavio yeah. is, um, is, is a Brazilian yeah. centre-half, 21, and he's... he's pretty quick so yes, you know for what I've seen anyway uh, a little bit of research yeah. I did but um but yeah it's um so so yeah but the young side I think they're going to be up for it it's, it's going to be rocking in Stadio El Drago is it I think it is yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. but um it's going to be um you know it's one of the one of the only European games I've grounds I've been to it's great atmosphere there um and I think they're going to make it tough for us you know I think it's um yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd take a 1-0 now. <laughs> um, and I think once we get back to Emirates, if it, I was sort of comparing it sort of to the RC Lons game in a, in a way. It's going to be that it's going to be their big moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think I think that would be difficult. But then when you look to it, it's at the Emirates, it's a different different game completely. And I think, to be honest, look, my view is try, try, try and sneak a 1-0, try not to get any injuries. Mm. And, um, and I think that would be a successful night for Arteta's men, I think. Yeah, it's, it's just nice to be into the last 16 of the Champions League and then, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, you can start dreaming then when you get past the group. So let's take each game oh, as it comes. Um, you, can, you can well start dreaming in that competition if you get into the last day. Yeah. You know? Because that's when... You can well cream, start dreaming. The cream yeah. starts rising at that stage of the competition, yeah. Like, I was having the dawn from Coronation Street. Um, <laughs> yeah. He, he, he's an Arsenal fan, right? And he, he asked Ivy, could he go to the Porto game? She said, no. <laughs> and he said, Ivy, love. They named Ivy House after you. A home for the flame and bewildered, Ivy. Yeah. Was she a very evil woman? <laughs> but an evil woman, Ivy. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, it's, de- it's definitely better than it's over straining, Ivy. Um. By the way, look who's dropped in. <laughs> Hello, Davis. AFTV, AFTV, that great kind of bastion of knowledge, right? I was watching a guy on AFTV, and he was saying that David Seaman was one of the Invincibles. No chance. Uh, He was one of the Invincibles. He wasn't playing. He wasn't playing, yeah. I'd gone to Man City down and grown ponytail. That's just a bit. It was only a ponytail. 
You know? Was it the same? Yeah. Was it the same guy who thought we moved to Emirates in two thousand three? By these yards. <laughs> same guy. Same guy. Yeah. Same yeah. guy. All yeah. oh, right. Yeah. Get him on the show and see. Do you know what? We we get him on the show and we have a quiz. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we try to get him on. <laughs> um, <laughs> Question number one. Move to the Emirates. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, we move on fairly briefly to uh, Saturday's game against Newcastle lads. Um, Robbie uh, from LFV, are you listening? Uh, particularly for Andy Williamson that was on the show in November. Um, it's payback time. Um, Aims me. There will be no VAR in the Emirates, that's for sure, um, because there's a battering coming your way. Um, predictions, lads, starting with Eamon. Well, look, I've been very quick on this because I know the show has been quite lengthy. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, the, look, um, Newcastle, you just don't know. They can score goals, but they're leaking goals at the moment. If we come out part though in decent shape, we've just got to shape up, get on with it. And I'm not saying that in a funny way. Get on with it and just go for it. And I think if we're in decent shape going into the game on the night and we don't pick up too many injuries and during the week, I think we'll be okay um, because you can score against them. Yeah. Ozzy, prediction for Saturday? I'm going for 2 0 Arsenal. I think watching them at the weekend against Bournemouth, uh, like Eamon like says, they've, they've got vulnerabilities. They're going to come here and I think they're going to try and shut the shop. But we owe this team one, don't we? So. 2-0 for me. Uh, Craig, prediction Saturday? Yeah, look, I think we we always lot um, this week, you know, because they kind of robbed us last year uh, at the last game with St. James's. Um, look, Newcastle are going to come Saturday, they'll sink the place out, they'll play defensively, they'll take their, an hour on a throw-in, you know, and the corner kicks out, they do. Um, and they'll just try and frustrate us like they did last year at the Emirates. I think it was nil all at the Emirates. Um, they'll do the exact same. They'll try the exact same. Um, I think the key here is, is a goal early on if we can. Um, Craig, have... Craig, I think you're absolutely right. But I, I, when I'm, when I'm, I've looked at Newcastle. Um, since they got Champions League last year and since they expected fully to get Champions League this year, um, they're not capable of doing that defensive mm. wall stuff anymore. Yeah. No. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, I think they probably should try to look like that. Whether I work for or not is another question. Um, pretty, you know, that's the Emirates as well. You know, the, we've we've re, we've beaten them. I think every time, very few occasions. You know, so yeah. But know. um, the form that we're in, you know, in Newcastle. Yeah, no. Look at the form that we're in, Johnny. Um, you know, like as we've mentioned, it's a very big week this week. You know, it's a quick turnaround from Wednesday to Saturday, so. You know, coming into Saturday after whoever played on Wednesday, there might be a few changes. You might see the likes of uh, Jesus, Smith Rowe, you know, Zinchenko yeah. coming back in if he doesn't play on Wednesday. So, yeah, sure, probably yeah. to make three or four changes anyway, just keep things a little bit fresh. But um, I think a goal early on is key against this. Uh, and if I had to predict a prediction, I'd go 3-1 Arsenal. Yeah. yeah. Probably keep it safe. Just in. for the older listeners, Eddie Howe, is now Don Hill. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an evil man. I am. <laughs> um, it's been a busy show, lads. Um, there'll be yeah. no going of the match in the River Bar uh, for anyone that was thinking of going in. Um, 
so I don't know what the alternative pub is. Uh, the alternative is make your own arrangements. Um, Saturdays. Oh, watch it at home. The, the, you you yeah. just won't get a place in town that you could um, just make yeah. your own arrangements. You know, yeah. shop local. Um, but you can catch the FC Porto match in the yeah. and see it. Um, is there anything else that's like mentioned? It's been a long show. We've got a lot in tonight. Um, anything else? No. Just uh, for any of the fans who watch the show, if they want to uh, donate to the GoFundMe that I set up to get Johnny a new uh, laptop, the link will be below. <laughs> this is uh, Craig's last appearance on this show. <laughs> He's officially being moved to AMTV with, with the other crowd. Uh, I think it should fit right in there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, he's letting the dog outside, uh, by the way, folks. Um, <laughs> there's been scratching going on all night. <laughs> um, is that a mic or a block of flats you have in your head there, John? <laughs> <laughs> the Ballymun flats. Yeah. <laughs> I am getting rid of the Bear Moretti from Eamon for future weeks. He's just not the same. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Stoneball said it's compulsory. <laughs> I think it should be all compulsory. Hopefully the listeners are drinking as well. <laughs> it's a bit like I said about the curry earlier on. The, the, it gives me an excuse to have a drink on a Monday. Um, I look forward to it. It makes me whole week, you know. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, it's been a great uh, hour-long episode. Uh, <laughs> Ames had his curry and his beer Moretti, so all's good. Um, as always, you can catch the show on the Dublin Arsenal YouTube channel. Thanks to Martin for um, editing, as always. Um, thanks to Craig, Ozzy and Eamon for coming on tonight. Um, big week, FC Porto and Newcastle, so fingers crossed we can make a clean sweep of two good results. Um, so until next Monday, have a good week, and thanks for listening. Cheers, lads. Come on, you're going to listen. See you, guys. Say something, mate. Take care. Yeah.